welcome to Just Gotti Podcast, episode four. It's titled Innocence. And before I continue with this episode, I am going to just talk about my childhood. I'm dividing this part into kind of three parts. The first part will be my childhood. Then the second part will be my teenage years. And then the third part is my young adult times. Before I start, I definitely want to just make you guys aware that there's going to be some language and might trigger some thoughts if someone has gone through child molestation um, or any type of pain. Before I share my story, I wanted to make sure my listeners are aware. I've shared that I am a mother of two. I have beautiful kids. I love children, especially newborn babies. I love the baby smell. Oh, I love chubby babies and their little baby fats. They're so adorable. I was very proud when I became a mom. And I want the best for my kids. A great home, a safe environment, good toys, healthy food. And I want them to know that they are truly loved that mommy and daddy loves them no matter what. The innocence of a child, it's so important that the child experiences to be a child first before facing some hard, hard issues in the world. They are not mentally prepared and their lack of knowledge to really process it in their head of what's going on. Kids are pure and untouched by filth. I learned really quick at a very young age how perverted this world is, how dirty it can get. A child should be able to remember their childhood with fun activities and games and memories that last a long time of joy and laughter. I remember memories of penises and being touched at such a young age. And the worst part of it all, that the molestation started by a family member. And I was so young, like toddler young. There are parts as I got older that come and go in my head when I was going through some issues. I started getting molested at such a young age by my uncle who was a young kid himself. We're not that much different. And my parents never knew. I don't have a time frame. I don't quite remember how long that went for, but I do remember thoughts that came in at a very young age. As a child that's being molested, the problem that I was facing is that I did not know that that was wrong. As a kid, I had no idea what was going on, what was happening to me was bad. As a child, my innocence was being taken away and my mind was corrupted. My thinking process was damaged. So growing up to understand the meaning of it all, I had no idea what was going on. As I got a little older, there were situations where I found myself kissing another girl. 
and we were exploring we were exploring our bodies there was a moment where i remember i was asked to kiss one of my other family members you you don't know when kids are damaged they damage other kids and kids that were hurt hurt me and it was just piling and adding to the damage that was happening i'm not going to get much into my parents story because that's their story and i really have not asked them for permission to share their story but i will share parts of it to give you guys a better picture where i came from my father was an alcoholic and he had some major anger issues i don't know his life and i honestly don't know his story or his history i don't know much about his family in regards of what happened to him or anything else even though we were a lower class family compared to a lot of other family members uh, we were a little bit better off our home became a place where a lot of our family members ended up staying and other people and i remember we had a couple family members living with us and porn addiction was everywhere back then there wasn't I'm trying to remember there wasn't internet there wasn't like these great phones that we have now where everything's everything's on your hand like you have access to everything if you wanted to get porn you had to go to an adult store and get videos bring them home and watch them or of course you had the magazines you had porn magazines and those were easier to get when i mean porn i knew really young about a lot of the moves how sex was supposed to be performed the noises people made during an orgasm i knew the details on a vagina and the details of a penis it was normal i remember my cousin and i would find these magazines it's not like they were hidden very well it was everywhere we had quite a few people living in our homes and we would just go to the backyard and look at them. We were very curious. We didn't know any better. We've been hurt. We were hurting. There were moments that while my dad was dead drunk and my mom had been beaten up, we were left alone. And that's where a lot of the hard damage really started creeping up. My little sister and I were being molested. And I took most of that thinking that she wasn't getting molested. There was a man that came to live with us. I don't remember honestly what the relationship was, but he took it to a whole different level. And it started quick. Like this man made me love him. A grown as man molesting a little child and still trying to make it feel and look normal to the point where a true romance relationship can flourish out of this who hurts a child this way and takes their innocence who thinks it's okay to touch little kids this guy did me wrong there was an appropriate touching i remember being hurt 
I remember I learned oral sex from him. I learned having intimate conversations with him. And this is me being an elementary student. But by then, I knew something was wrong. By that time, I had built so many storages in my head to separate reality and trauma. In elementary, while learning multiplications, how to read, how to write, what's a correct sentence, and I was still the oldest child that translated all these adult application forms for my parents. I was the one that required to do more because I'm the oldest. I still juggled my trauma in my head and was able to really separate those in separate boxes. You know, you got your happy box and then you have your trauma box. You have the areas where the good stuff that you want to remember, like learning how to ride a bike, spending time with dad, you know, like mom's cooking, like those are great times. And then the dirty box was the one where we were watching porn magazines or watching the porn videos or seeing my dad beat my mom. The ones that happened at night while I was being molested. You put those memories in the bad, dirty box. I hit that. I was trained. It felt like I was trained. Everything was a secret. Everything was hidden. Everything was no one should know. Never once did anyone say that was bad. Kids know how to keep a secret. So good. During molestation, during a big trauma, for minors, for kids, and I'm just only speaking out of my experience. I am no doctor. I have no degree on anything that happens in the brain or what happens in the body. But just by my experience, I was able to switch from one person to another. I was taught that that was good. I believe I was, by now I was in... I was probably in fourth or fifth grade and my elementary school was really close to my house and normally my mom would walk us every day to school. This one time, my mom was late picking me up and I was waiting in the school with one of my little friends and she lives like a block before my house and she was waiting too and so we were just there waiting in school late. And I remember her and I decided, let's just walk home. It's not that far. We're not going to talk to strangers. Because, you know, we learned from school not to talk to strangers. We did the whole D.A.R.E. program. Don't do drugs. That we knew. We were taught that in school. But not even school taught us that people don't touch you in your private areas. That there's dirty old perverts that do bad things to little kids. That was never spoken and that was never taught. So I remember my friend and I, we started walking to go home right after school. And that guy, I saw him walking to my school. I could see that he was gonna pick me up. There was this big tree and I hid right by the tree. And my friend was there with me and she says, Yadi, what are you doing? And I said, um, I, I just wanna hide because that guy gives me the creeps. That's the moment I could remember this like if it was yesterday. That somehow one of my mental files wasn't filed correctly. 
or something and I realized something was wrong that I was hiding from this guy that had done so much damage already that something was wrong you want nine-year-old kids to have great memories not to have mental trauma and be able to keep bad dirty secrets I never said anything and the sad part was that some of my family members knew what was going on and never did anything and never stopped him. They never came back while I was alone to tell me, hey, that was wrong. What that guy was doing was wrong. I never went back to ask them why they didn't stand up for me because I knew a lot of the females in my family were pretty fucked up. They themselves were pretty damaged. And they themselves are doing what I did as a child, where we say, we move on, we live through it, we're survivors, no one needs to know, it's something that everyone goes through, and that should never be the case. No child should lose their innocence and say, that's okay, we move on, life goes on. That's not the way we live life. I honestly don't know how I did it as a kid. While that was going on, I had perfected to multitask mentally and to learn things so much better that I became the smartest kid in my class. I was ahead of a lot of the kids. And that was the one thing that made me feel like a child going to class. Teachers were so supportive. Every parent-teacher conference was excellent. I was the student that every teacher would always say, we need more of Yachty. And they never knew. I never gave any red flags of any kind. I just hid in my schoolwork and hid where I thought would be the only place I would be safe. How do you teach and make a kid understand to really break down, this is evil, this is good, this doesn't happen, everyone's going, like, how do you do that? How do you, how do you work that out with them? So as an elementary student, I had seen plenty of penises. I had been molested many times. I've kissed a girl. And honestly, on this part, I don't remember how it started. We were playing outside. We were in the backyard. Next thing I know, we were both naked. And there's parts and pieces that come and go. And there's really moments that I, I zoned out. I don't remember what happened. But as an elementary student, there was so much that had already happened. So much damage in my head. So much confusion. And everything was a secret. All of this had warped my view of relationships on how sex should work and should be, I became numbed, I zoned out. That's where my third box came in, my zoning box of pictures and memories that I would get from books or pull out stuff from my good box and remember things that were funny, jokes. But then my zoning out got more elaborate. I wanted to escape reality and be in a different place because I was already aware of what was going on. If I couldn't escape reality, I was able to escape in my head. And so I created my own realities. 
I was an astronaut, conquering a new world, finding new planets. I was a war hero, saving a family. I was a zookeeper. A child should never be zoned out for their mind to go off and looking to get out of reality. I learned real quick to be quiet. By fifth grade, I was emotionally hurt, mentally damaged, physically molested, and there's definitely no purity and there's no innocence. These new emotional feelings started to be heavy in my heart, which was being ashamed and being embarrassed. And then the guilt of thinking that it was my fault that this had happened. So why am I sharing my story? I mean, at this point, I am happier than I've ever been. I have a great home, great kids, good family. Not perfect, of course, but I made it through. I'm alive. I could have moved on, never shared what happened to me. A lot of people never open up their past, their trauma, their pain, and their abuse. And that's okay. I'm not saying that you have to. But what I'm saying is that I needed to. Do you remember, and I don't know if this happens to you, this used to happen to me a lot when I was a child. And even a teenager and, and even and as I got older. But do you remember when you would be asleep, you're in bed, you're knocked out, and either you had a bad dream or something happened and it's your mental mind in this in the dreaming realm and this heavy fear comes upon you and it's like this weight sitting on your chest where you can't move you can't you try to speak you try to move you try to shake it off but you can't that's how this trauma felt on my chest that is how i felt when i would see those people that hurt me i couldn't move i would stay in my place i couldn't scream i i couldn't shake it off this is why i'm sharing my story because i learned that for me speaking out it released and broke the pain and the hurt it really started a healing process within me guys it took me a long time it took me a long time to share this with my parents it took me a long time to share my story and that's just because i started getting asked to speak in certain places i started to share my story thinking hey you know i don't know maybe this didn't happen to a lot of people but because it did happen maybe i can help a person or two so remember there's a lot of people that are living with some sort of trauma or pain and they might feel like they're alone or they might feel like they don't have to share anything for any of my listeners that went through some sort of trauma some sort of pain that broke you i am so sorry for the pain that you went through but i hope this inspires you to either get help or to talk to somebody you guys have to remember that the healing process took time my relationship with my parents has reconciled and we are in a very healthy place me coming out and sharing this to my parents divided our family i no longer see the people that hurt me and i honestly don't care i feel free i feel good i hate that this happened to me 
but not a lot of children come out as adults with a positive ending. You might not know what people are going through, but this is where kindness and love and forgiveness is a big part of God's grace. This was my childhood edition for this episode of Innocence. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you. I love you guys. And I leave you with this. You don't want to stay in the past. You don't want to replay everything that happened to you and live in anger and regret and pain. You don't want to be bitter. The past had control over me and I wanted to be free. And here are some great questions that my pastor at Spring Creek Church left me with thinking about. Let me share them with you. This is Pastor Keith. A lot of people are doing business. I've had some people talk about being abused and choosing in this service to lay it at Jesus' feet, to let it go. Said, I've already been hurt. I don't need to keep hurting myself. So here's some questions for you. If you really think you need to hang on to that hurt, is your life better because you're withholding forgiveness? Do you rest easier at night because you continue to be angry? You feel like something is owed to you, an apology, an acknowledgement, but what if you never get it? What if they never admit it? What if they're never remorseful? Are you going to let that person decide when you get better? That's the question. I don't think the people who hurt us get to make that decision. I think we do. Thank you for listening to episode four of Innocent. Talk to you soon.